Welcome to The Competitive Edge, where we discuss how having an athletic mindset can lead to success in business and life. My name is Kelly Oaken, and I'm a retired professional golfer now working in the business world. Mental game tips for my playing days continue to help me on the other side of the ropes, and I hope this podcast will help you gain that same competitive edge. Luke, thank you so much for joining us today. We're excited to learn more about Lion Loft. Um, how did you get your start in golf and what inspired you to enroll in the PGA golf management program? Thanks for having me on, Kelly. It's good to talk to you. Um, I I've I guess like I, I learned how to play golf way back when when I learned how to walk, kind of. <laughs> the, my first impressive. words. Yeah, just goofing around. Uh, my first words as a kid was what my first words was ball. Um, so my dad played. Um, he was in the Air Force, and there was always a Air Force base golf course. And when we were stationed over in Spain, he would play a lot. And that was around the time, like I said, that I was learning how to walk. So I had his clubs and also some like kids' clubs that I would play um, around in the yard and he would take me out on the course too. Um, so I didn't end up like pursuing it competitively growing up. I didn't play junior golf. My parents, uh, split up and I grew up with my mom in upstate New York and golf wasn't that big up there. So I played just about any, every other sport besides golf, really. Um, fast forward to when I was 18, I got a summer job working at a golf course on the turf grass side. So mowing and all of the maintenance that goes into prepping the golf course for play and uh, started playing every day. And that's when I really got hooked on it and learned about the PGM or professional golf management at the time program, um, PGA golf management. And yeah, decided that I I didn't know what I wanted to do or be at that point really still. And it just sounded like a fun way to pursue golf and make it per- perhaps like a career. Um, and at the very least get to play a little bit of golf. So <laughs> always a bonus. <laughs> yeah. I know it's cliche, but one, the golf bug is definitely real and it caught me for sure around the ripe age of 18. <laughs> And between golf and the other sports you're involved with, what life lessons were you able to take away from those? And also just through whatever you learned in your golf program. Hmm. Life lessons. Life lessons. How deep do you want me to go? <laughs> as deep as you want. It could also be more mental game tactics. Any anything you've drawn from the sports and from your education? Um, I think just a lot of the parallels there could be. Uh, not being afraid of failing and just more so accepting the fact that you're going to fail and screw up and make mistakes and not be good at something. Um, I think that's like with any sport, there's levels to it. And same thing with like starting your own business, there's levels to it and anything else that really takes kind of some mental capacity um, or learning something new. It's just repetition and commitment and you got to love it, you know, that kind of pursuit and just kind of, just kind of flip the dialogue and less about like the fear of making mistakes, like I was saying, and more so just like being excited to learn and grow. Um, I also 
with sports, I like the competition aspect of it, whether it's against yourself to get better or at times when there's competition against someone else. Um, I think that kind of brings out focus and um, wanting to perform or do as well as you can at something. So kind of that mix of like play, but then also trying to get better at something. That's what gets the juices going, I guess. <laughs> Definitely. And you already alluded to using some of those lessons and starting your business as well. How, what inspired you to start Lion Loft and, and how did those, I guess, life lessons from sports help you launch it? For me, I was really passionate about golf, obviously. Um, I went to school to to be a golf pro, you know, it was kind of what the PGM program um, trained you to do and kind of funneled you to do. And by the end of the program, I knew that's not what I wanted to do long-term. Um, so I ended up leaving that side of the industry, but down the road, like five years later, I knew that I wanted to be back around golf. Um, and so at the time it was just kind of a convergence of interest and golf being at the epicenter of all of that. Um, but I had kind of gotten my, my first real place townhouse after college to move into and had some bare walls that I wanted to put some prints up, but I'd worked at and there wasn't really any options out there. Um, there wasn't kind of, you know, at the time, there wasn't like the style I was looking for, or, you know, this was again, back in like 2015, 2014 timeframe. So kind of saw an opportunity to kind of bring together all of my interests into something that I can, yeah, a way to get back into golf again. Yeah, that's great. And I know when I look at some of the prints of your golf courses, I immediately picture like, what would my home college golf course look like on there. And I mean, I feel like visualization and knowing your happy plays are such important elements of playing well in golf or really in any sport. Has any of that sort of thinking gone into inspiring you to choose different courses, maybe courses where there are more PGA or LPGA tournaments or anything like that? Yeah. The pieces that we do more so like for the people they're going to, there's a special meaning behind these places. So you know, that's definitely a big part of what we do. And what I enjoy doing is kind of connecting these places to other people's homes. So we gain inspiration in a lot of different ways and a lot of different, through a lot of different people and events and places. Yeah. I love that. Especially when I feel like they always have that one go-to golf course when they're on the range that they might be like playing in their head or the one they always go to every year for their golf trip, whatever it may be. I, I love that a golf course can become part of your home life too, and not just be out on the golf course whenever you're there. Yeah. One of the first ones that I drew was uh, Snyder Park, which was the golf course that my dad taught me how to play on um, where he grew up in Springfield, Ohio. And it closed down a couple of years ago uh, and I drew what the routing was and gave it to my dad for a Father's Day gift. And that was a pretty special one to to draw out and to give to him. So. Yeah, I love that. I'm sure he loved it, too. <laughs> uh, what have been some of the biggest challenges with launching and running Lion Loft and how has your athlete mindset helped you overcome those challenges? 
<clears throat> I think it's uh, time management is always important. Um, how like choosing how to spend your time and where to spend it, and then also just understanding the dedication for the amount of time you're going to have to put in. Um, it's not a nine to five pursuit. And just like, if you're trying to become, you know, a top level athlete, it's a, you know, it's a lot of hours put in. And then also just juggling a lot of things at once. So, um, I'm not the best at multitasking, but being able to, I guess, like, um, juggling a lot of things at once and kind of not letting balls hit the ground. Um, that's always a challenge. So, you know, I, I guess with sports, trying to draw parallels there to that. Um, I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> and I think a lot of what you were saying earlier too works. I mean, it's gosh, coming, overcoming the fear and just starting whatever it may be. Um, I feel like everyone starts at some point and you're not going to be good. So it's like what you said, having the passion to do it and to see through those challenges. Um, and it, I think just waking up and doing it, I think is half the battle. Um, like I always said, um, like making it till I make it, like, I'm just going to keep making stuff until it's, and who knows when that will, what, you know, making it means or when that would even be, but like just waking up and doing something, you know, to keep progressing, um, or like getting up and getting to the gym, um, and putting in the, the work, you know, eight years in now. And <clears throat> last week I was up working until one thirty AM four nights in a row. And this morning set my alarm at five 30 to squeeze in a couple extra hours of work before kind of like getting into the office. So it's like, it never ends. And same thing with sports. Like you, you're committing a lot of time to this and it's not always fun per se, but it's because sure. you love ultimately what you're doing and what, what you are able to create and be a part of. Yeah, very true. And thinking back to my playing days, there was always a routine so that even if I didn't feel like doing it, I knew I had the steps that I could take. And eventually you start feeling like doing it once you get started again. It's just getting over that hump. But having those goals and having a team around you that supports you, whether they're like physically helping you or just mentally supporting you, I always found really helpful too. Yeah, definitely. We all kind of are in it together to your point, like the team aspect is pretty cool. Yeah. It's fun to see that translate. I mean, especially if being like a college athlete or just a non-individual sport athlete coming from that team setting and being able to continue that, that team, I don't know if that aspect or sort of that team player mentality, uh, through the rest of your career, it's, it's pretty cool how sports really really influence everything. <laughs> you don't have to be an athlete to be in, in a, you know, a business or anything, obviously, but it definitely helps work, but be help you work better with people and gives you a different perspective than someone who grew up maybe doing something else and they bring their own perspective too. So it's, it's fun to see it all work together. One thing that I always found fun when I was golfing was even though I might not have won the tournament or shot my lowest round, I always took away 
or try to take away at least three positives. So what I like to call small victories from my round, what are some smaller victories from starting Lion Loft that you're proud of that might not have any external validation or people might not see as a win? I think just how long it's been going for is crazy to me. That's not a small victory. So uh, <laughs> That is a big victory too. I guess small victories. I love seeing where people kind of have gone after working at Lion Loft or um, the people that have been, that are currently still here that have been there for a long time. It's just really cool to be a part of people's careers and like seeing them want to grow and learn. Um, we've had interns from the PGM program. So that full circle has been pretty incredible to be able to give back and provide an internship experience for these students that, you know, if they're looking for a non green grass way to grow as a golf professional, um, we've had three or four, we've had four NC state interns at this point already. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, just to like see where their careers are going. Um, and we have one that's going to come back after graduating, hopefully. Um, and then the people that are part of the team now, you know, everyone's been on board for at least two years. So just getting to watch people grow, like that's a huge victory um, that I, I really enjoy. That was a good one. And props to you for creating that environment where everyone feels welcomed and has an ability to grow and explore their passions and and support yours too. Yeah. Line Loft isn't what it is without everyone else, you know, that's a part of it. And that's something that isn't always seen. Like we don't do a lot of, I guess, behind the curtain stuff per se. Um, Cause we're so busy, like on a daily basis that we're, you know, like we're printing out orders, shipping out orders. That leads me, I guess, to the second one. We've always done our printing ourselves. So every time you order something from us, we are able to write you a handwritten note. And that's really important to us. Um, that's been a really cool victory to like be able to make something right in our backyard locally in Raleigh and ship stuff all over the world is pretty cool to think about stuff like getting hung up on people's walls, you know, <laughs> all over. So that's, that's a cool piece of it. Third victory is we haven't caught our office on fire yet. <laughs> I think that's a pretty big one. I don't know. We almost did. Yeah. Auto, uh, my dog was in the office that day. We had a candle going for too long in the bathroom and he was, went over to the door, started whining. And I was like, Otto, what is going on? And look in the bathroom and the candle had burnt all the way through and it was about to combust uh, and it ended up blowing up. So it was, we got very lucky that Otto was there that day. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Thank goodness for the dog. What has, uh, you probably already answered this too with what you just said, but what has been the most fun part of starting Lion Loft and do you have any uh, fun things coming up on the horizon with it? Yeah, the most fun part is it's just a blank canvas to create and do different golf adventures and express ourselves through golf and art. The Genesis golf trip kind of that I went on as Lion Loft was starting was a bike bike trip from Portland to Pebble 
beach um, where I was biking with my golf clubs and camping. And that has since inspired a lot of what we do. And we do different kind of bespoke golf experiences. And we're doing some more this year um, that kind of incorporate a lot of these um, adventure elements into golf. So, um, yeah, excited about that for sure. Yeah. I saw you had like upcycled tents, uh, head covers, which were awesome. Cause I, I also am a huge fan of backpacking and outdoors and I've talked about this in some other podcasts too, but I've never seen a company really take the outdoors, like the typical, like Pacific Northwest outdoors and golf and put them together into merchandising. So I was very excited to see that and now I know why you do it. <laughs> How was yeah, that? We, like? we all love to camp. We we try to incorporate getting outside as much as we can into like even going to the PGA show. We like to camp out along the way to get down there. Or if we're we're going to play golf somewhere, it's fun to camp out too. So incorporating that into our products and kind of visual um representation of the brand is I mean, it's, it's all authentic. So it's, it's just kind of, it's just in everything that we do. Yeah. And what was your favorite part of your bike trip and how many miles was that from Portland to Pebble beach? It was 900 miles. Wow. <laughs> uh, the best part about it was seeing the coastline in slow motion because often on road trips, you're zooming by in a car. Mm -hmm. And there's some really cool stretches of land in the U S or, you know, wherever you are, um, where you can almost take it for granted in a car or it's just, you're not able to fully immerse into it. Whereas when you're riding on a bike, especially on the route we were doing down the one and one one you're able to take in the smells, the sights, like you're working for it. And, but it's like a slower consumption of this, like, outdoor stunning beauty so it's that was the coolest part is just being on a bike and being outside and then playing golf every day how did carrying your golf clubs work because i've seen the bike packs i guess is the best way to describe it how do golf clubs fit into that yeah we definitely did not sling them on our backs <laughs> um we found these trailers by travoy that attached to the bike that were definitely not made for golf clubs but they ended up working perfectly for it so we just strapped our bags onto that trailer and then a bunch of other stuff. Like I had my camera gear with me and we had our camping gear and clothes and stuff like that all kind of bundled onto the trailer and our, uh, and our bike. Yeah. That's awesome. How many golf courses would you say you played and how long did it take you to make the trip? We played 19 or so golf courses over the course of like two and a half weeks, two weeks. That's how long it took you to bike that far. <laughs> <laughs> that is very impressive. That was an emotional roller coaster. <laughs> that whole trip, like the prepping for it and then actually doing it and then it ending. It was it's it's a wild, wild thing to think about. Yeah, it sounds like a special time and probably something that also gave you some more mental fortitude into going into Lion Loft. Yeah, that was a big part of it. Very cool. I could talk about biking and outdoors. Well, maybe not biking, but hiking and outdoors and golf forever. <laughs> but Luke, thank you so much for joining us today. Really excited to hear about Lion Loft and um, we're excited to see what you do next. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks for having me on. It was good talking to you. 
Yeah, you too.